Petri Dish is a product of Petri Dish Media, all rights reserved. Petri Dish is a science comedy podcast and should not be used as medical advice. Do not get medical advice from a podcast. And therefore, as a free man, I take pride in the words, Ich bin ein Science! Science! Yes. I know the human being and science can just peacefully. This was their finest. Guys, welcome back to Petri Dish. I'm Nathan. And I'm Sean. We're joined for this special episode by Ian, my oh, baby. Oh, I go. So if you guys hear some baby noises in the background, that's him trying to contribute to our conversation. On desalination! Yeah, but right now he's drinking that milk. Yeah, that's true. Desalinated milk. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, it. so last episode, we talked about, like, what is it? Yeah. Right? And we talked about the two current, like, main ways that we do desalination. Right. Thermal. Yep. What was the other word? Reverse osmosis. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, oh, thermal distillation. Yeah, thermal distillation, reverse yep. osmosis. Yeah. Um, you know, but like, one of them fucking requires a lot of energy and like does what the sun does, but worse. <laughs> and then the reverse osmosis has all these like fucking polymers that get fucking clogged up. You know, we're going to talk about a few of their other pitfalls this episode, and we're going to segue that into some potential future technologies. Yeah, the point here is to give a realistic assessment of both what desalination can do for us now in the future, but then also what are its downsides and costs. And I don't mean any of these downsides to give the impression that, like, it means I don't think desalination is, like, possible, because we already do it. Yeah. Or that it's... It's like a terrible thing that we shouldn't continue trying to do. In fact, I think because there's a lot of NIMBYs in California who don't want desalination plants, I do want it. Yeah. I kind of like it, but... Yeah. But I want nuclear power. I think... Yes, me too. Sure. Like, but not I think fusion. I get it. I want to take bombs. <laughs> and I want to bomb Santa Monica. <laughs> I don't know how to capture the power. There's got to be a way. <laughs> but I do want to bomb Santa Monica. There's a lot of smart people out there. They'll figure out a way. <laughs> They'll figure it out. Um, I'm but, just kidding. I think it's important for then people like Nathan and I to recognize that there are downsides that need to be mitigated and that we need to continue to do research to figure out the best ways to reduce those downsides. And that's going to be a, a large part of what this episode's about. Okay? So let's get into it. So let's start this process of tearing down desalination brick by brick <laughs> to rebuild it even stronger. Wow. All right. Um, I, let's just say really quick, in the last episode, we did talk about its power constraints. Yes. We did talk about some specific little nitpicky issues like the clogging of the polymers for reverse osmosis. Yep. But let's talk about some of the bigger ones. Uh, and I think top line issue here is actually waste product. Yeah. So uh, much like nuclear fission, uh, this is not a clean, well, I mean, the, the word clean has connotations in this conversation. Uh, there is a byproduct here. Yeah, so when you take salty water, you put it into a desalination plant, you get out fresh water, but that's not the right, whole right. story. You, you kind of imagine in your head that it's like you get two things, right? You get salt and you get water. Right. Of course, the question would still beg, like, what exactly do you do with the salt? But that's not even really true, right? You get water that you can drink, potable water, 
and then you get fucked water. Yeah, yeah, and this fucked up water, it's typically in the industry called brine, okay? Right. And that's like very salty fucking water. Is that brine the same as like brine in a colloquial sense, or is it kind of within the industry they have a, they've appropriated the word brine for this kind of uniquely gross thing? Um, it's maybe the reverse in that for chemistry uses and stuff like that, they'll talk about what's called a saturated brine, uh, which is water with as much salt as you can get into it right. for a given temperature. And realistically, the water that comes out of desalination plants often is pretty close to as much salt as you can shove into that water. Right, right. right. And so I would say it's actually pretty close to like what brine means in that technical sense. Okay, and this is not the same good stuff. I mean, obviously we can't drink it. Right. But it's also not something that you can just shove back in the ocean. This is not equivalent to ocean water. Right, not, not at all. Right. I, I mean, mean so this is like so salty, it's toxic. Yeah, yeah, and uh, this is uh, like you'd rather eat nuclear waste than this kind of brand. <laughs> that is not right. True, you'd rather get a fucking rod from Poon's own backyard, <laughs> just like in your fucking kidney, than drink this water. That's how toxic. That's, everyone, calm I down. I get bit on my dick by a rattlesnake <laughs> and fucking get the venom sucked straight through my urethra. <laughs> then wow. fucking drink this fucking that, crazy water. That's interesting. I would rather. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so look, 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 look. The way that we currently deal with the brine that comes out of desalination yeah. is often to put it into the ocean, okay? Oh, really? But, that, but we don't actually... Uh, I mean, like, like, that's what we do now, but that's not actually good, right? Yeah, so they'll try to have mitigation strategies like, okay, we don't dump it too often, or yeah. we try to dump it in locations where we think it's going to have a lower impact. But the, right, no like low-income neighborhoods. <laughs> no, no matter what... <laughs> Just like, like in Boyle Heights. <laughs> it's going to be at least somewhat disruptive. Right. So sometimes, in some cases, they don't dump it back into the ocean. Sometimes it gets pumped into, like, abandoned mine shafts and stuff like that. Okay, well, that sounds like a win-win. Because now <laughs> Cause you have, like... Now the mine shafts are, like, fun, and you can, like, hang out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now you can go swimming <laughs> in the mine. You can just float on it. It has, like, therapeutic benefits, like the Dead Sea. It would make you float. Yeah, it's very, <laughs> very salty. Yeah. Um... The uh, the potential issue there is that, you know, with mine shafts, sometimes you can be fairly certain about their structural integrity. Every once in a while, you might right. be concerned, oh, is there a crack somewhere? Can this leak out and get into, like, an aquifer or it something like that? It feels kind of plausible to me. Can, can I ask you a quick kind of stupid tangential question? Sure. Um, what does this water, like, look like? I mean, is it, like, look like normal water, but you could float on it or something? Or does it is it, like, sludgy? Is it, like... Like, what does supersaturated water in this context look like? Yeah, so it kind of depends on what stuff is in that water. Right, because it's not actually just salt. There's, like, a bunch of other shit maybe in there. Yeah, and it really depends on some other things like pretreatment before coming into the desalination right. plant. But, for example, if you have more stuff like calcium or magnesium, what are called divalent cations, so they have multiple charges, mm -hmm. those things can actually kind of thicken water. So, oh. so it does become a little bit more sludgy. Gross. Okay? Because uh, there's two charges, and right. each of those charges can, like, grab onto something. You can make chains of charges and right. stuff. Um, now, in cases where it's much more just sodium chloride somehow... In that case, it sometimes maybe will look a little bit more cloudy than regular water, but it'll look kind of like regular water. Okay. And then, you know, other shit like... Like, technically, the this concentration process can make it so that what is otherwise a kind of small amount of stuff in seawater will suddenly become a lot of it, right? Right. So you can have much higher levels of, like, copper and other metals and shit. You can right. have heavy metals in there. Pollutants that are in the sea in a small amount can become concentrated to right. a much higher amount. Right, you'll just find, like, a sheet of plastic. That used to be a bunch of microplastics. <laughs> yeah, but they all came together. Yeah. Okay. 
Um, back into a ramen packet. Yeah, basically. yeah, yeah. And the ramen. What do you think it's made out of? Am I right? You think buckwheat or something? <laughs> yeah, come on, guys. Come on. Wake up, sheeple. <laughs> um, All right. So, so we got a lot of this wastewater. Yeah. We don't want to put it in mine shafts, preferably. Yeah, I mean, ideally, we don't want to put it anywhere. Like, there's, there's not, like, right. a great place to put this. And how concentrated the brine is also plays into this, right? right. Like, if you basically have a relatively inefficient process... And you're like, eh, who really cares? Like, we'll do a few rounds of evaporation and then kind of just, like, that's waste at that point, right? right. Um, that's not that concentrated and therefore has a higher volume. Right. Like, maybe it's, like, less toxic and, you know, less detrimental to the environment. Right. But you have, like, way more barrels of it, right? Right, right, right. Um, whereas there are other processes that people are trying to figure out, some next-generation processes, that are looking for basically zero liquid discharge. Right. So... It comes out as a powder, like you were saying. Right, like it, right, it's right. It's just And then you could crystals. just sell that at Trader Joe's. Yeah. You just say it's from the Himalayas. Yeah, or like the Red Sea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Red like Sea that. crystals. Yeah. When we say Red Sea crystals, it's from a Saudi desalination <laughs> plant. But people shopping at Trader Joe's, Sean. Come on. They're not playing three-dimensional chess, you know what I'm saying? They just, they love it. They love yeah. that business. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> okay. My mama works at Trader Joe's. We got to be careful what we say now. Oh, right, shit. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so yeah, the, so brine, that's a that's an important element there. Are there things that you can still use brine for? Are there ways to get minerals and metals out of brine that could be recycled and right, used elsewhere? You talked elsewhere? about copper a second ago. Yeah. I like, like copper. Is there a way to extract those kinds of things? Those are all solid questions, and people are working on figuring all of that out, and that's going to be an important component of the sort of environmental impact side of desalination. Okay, so we just talked about the gross stuff that comes out of a plant. Yep. But kind of an obvious question mark, actually, is the stuff that goes into the plant. Yep. Uh, we need a bunch of salty water. Mm-hmm. Um, this is actually a bit more of a challenge than is immediately apparent. Yeah, and uh, a lot of the focus of what I've been talking about last episode and even conceptually when I think about desalination is desalination of seawater. Right. Which is not actually the only kind of desalination that happens. Right. right? There's also the process of remediating things like agricultural water that like runs off from fields and stuff like that. Right. Sometimes those have a lot of ions and organic materials that are dissolved in the water and you could try to extract drinking water or you could try to purify that water. Those are all similar sorts of processes. Right. right? You can also use brackish water instead of just like full-blown seawater. Right. Brackish water being sort of that area where rivers are meeting the ocean. Although, so like, ironically, isn't brackish water like, like at least from everything I learned about estuaries, that's where like a lot of shit lives, right? Yeah, yes. Yeah, so and you like, need to be very careful. kind of be a dick if you use brackish water. Well, so th- this what is an element. Mangroves? This is an element of the whole question, which is when you're getting the input water, where are you getting it from? Not just from the perspective of like, is the water super salty, not that salty, blah, blah, blah. But also, right. like, what's living in it? Right. right? Like, because, you know, we've been talking about salt water. There's, like, whales and fishes. Yes. But then there's also, like, smaller shit. Yeah. Like plankton. Yeah, oh, yeah. Like plankton. Like yep. chum bucket. Like, yeah. Like all the critters from that show. Yeah. Well, they the, live in the, the ocean. The entire fucking SpongeBob SquarePants cast getting sucked up into these pipes. You're, they're, they're dead. Yeah. Right. Okay. They're so, and we dead. don't, like, we, we, we do want to consider the environment. It's yeah. kind of besides the point a little bit to do some of this. Well, it's not besides the point, but like we would rather reconcile the trade-offs between protecting the environment and creating desalinated water. Yeah, and there is also a practical question of filtering of, it, of it. like yeah, you you cannot 
expect your process yeah. to stay high efficiency. If, if there's like, like a fucking fish on your pipe. Yeah. Right? Like yeah. You're, you're like, I'm not getting much water. And you go in, there's like a fucking dead fish on your fucking pipe. We need to get that fish out of there. Yeah. So there is already a lot of elements of pretreatment that include filtration. Right. You can grading. imagine like a big pipe. That yeah. brings in the water. Yeah. You got filters throughout that pipe or something. Yeah. 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 So the, there's there are several layers of filtering. And often, you know, it'll start at kind of macro scale. Like, right. let's not get the fishies in there. Let's try to, like, you know, uh, make it so that the plankton don't make it all the way through the system. Right. But still, at the end of the day, a lot of times they're still getting sucked up somewhere along yeah. the way. They just get stopped before going into the actual plant. Can I bother you with a quick tangent? Sure. I heard that there's like a deep sea critter that's kind of like plankton. I can't remember. It starts with a D that produces like half of our oxygen or something. And it actually has silicon. Diatoms? It, yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, diatoms are cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I know they're not a silicon-based life form. Right. But it is cool that they use it in their cell walls. Yeah, they make little like skeletons almost out of the silica. Yeah. Fucking cool, dude. They are cool. Diatoms yeah. are very nifty creatures. Yeah. They're nifty creatures. But look. Tangent over. And they're dead. We're killing them yeah. with, with desalination. Yeah. Uh, no, so uh, there have been some thoughts of, like, trying to put the pipes, like, under the seabed. Right. Um, so, like, basically using the sand at the bottom of the ocean. Almost as a natural filter. As a filter. Smart. And, you know, I mean, like, all of that stuff is very cool. It's also complicated. It's, it's like, sure, logistically it's actually, difficult It's actually to an do. engineering challenge to, like, yeah. build large pipes into the seabed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, none of this stuff is easy. And I think I mean it's, it's hard to build like it's hard to repair a pothole in Santa Monica. <laughs> let, let alone you keep bringing up you got to think about Santa Monica now. I mean, if we bombed it, then I wouldn't have to think about it again. <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> you have a lot of emotions. <laughs> um, I'm just kidding. So, <laughs> so, um, so all, all of this to say that uh, these are real factors that come into play when you're trying to build a desalination plant. And they already are known, right? So, like, there's plenty of arguments on either side that happen when yeah. people are trying to figure out where to put it, how they're going to build it. It definitely contributes to the cost to try to figure out ways to mitigate these right. things. Right. Your plant gets a lot more expensive. You have to build, like, a fucking pipe into the seabed. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That works. Yeah. I mean, it's really easy to build a pipe that doesn't work. You just put it in the water like a straw. <laughs> no! <laughs> It's got to work. Don't do it. It's got to work. Don't fucking do it. All right, all right, all right, right. Yeah. So with these in mind, yeah. let's discuss some of the f- beautiful forefronts of desalination. Oh, yeah. After, After a break. A break. Wow, so beautiful. I woke up today in a really bad way. I don't know why there's no reason or rhyme. Today to throw these feelings away. The sun is out to greet me as I skim down the street. A funky fresh beat on my feet, sweltering in the summer heat. And I wondered who it was. The stars in the city are never bright. Why?
Are you going to watch the new Ant-Man? Yeah, probably. Uh, are you going to watch it in theaters, or are you going to wait till it's... I don't know. At home. I would watch it in theaters if I managed to get to a theater in time to That's watch it. That's how I feel. Dude, I've missed like six movies I wanted to watch in the last two months. Sure. Like Tar. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I want to see that. Yeah. That's on, uh, what is that, Paramount Plus? I know, but it's like, you know, certain movies were made for the big screen. Kate <laughs> like Blanchett's like face. <laughs> like Tar, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's perfect. It's like Lawrence of Arabia, Star Wars Episode Four. Tar. Wow. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, Top Gun was also on that. Top though. Gun. All right. That's true. Risky Business. Yeah. Is that the one where Tom Cruise slides out? He's got underwear? his dick out. Big screen. <laughs> it's the only way you see you, it. You need a big screen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right. Okay. <laughs> the next generation. I, it would be funny. Is there a society that just like, you know how there's like cockfighting? Yeah. Do you think there's a society that just has cockfighting, but with like cock? Like where they like there's an institutionalized sport where they just hit each other with big penises. I mean, there is that society where they have the gourds over the dicks. Right, 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 right. Yeah, right. you know what I mean. So I could imagine doing a little bit of ah, gourd fighting. Right? It'd make a fun sound. It'd be a lot safer than like fencing. That's true. That's true. You know, because a, a big flaccid penis club. Yeah. Cause it just like it's not going to cut anybody. Yeah, and also like it still maintains a very immediate sense of danger, right? right? Because, like... <laughs> <laughs> this brings you back to childhood. Because you are still very afraid of that getting yeah. damaged, right? So I, I think that it maintains a similar level of, of like, scariness. All right. Yeah. All right, Sean. Sh- <laughs> okay, right. okay. Okay, we're back from our break. Yep. Let's talk about some of the next-gen fucking desalination. Yeah. Uh, the first one, a little boring. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, let's refine reverse osmosis. Yeah. Because some things already kind of do reverse osmosis just way better than our current membranes, right? The yeah. human body. Yeah, so when you think about it, cells uh, cells have salt and stuff on both sides of their cell membranes. Right. Like they got salt inside, they got salt outside. They got water inside, they got water outside. Yeah. But... Cells that shit flows way easier. Yeah, cells try to keep very careful control over what kind of salts and how many salts and how much water are inside of them. Right. And they do that through a number of processes, but one of them are these protein channels right. in our cell membranes called aquaporins. Yeah, and, and like these these proteins like are quite active, right? They like fucking they go tell the waters to stand single file. Yeah. Like, stand single file. They like escort shit in. Like, it's like a, a very complex system. They're probably all sentient. I mean, otherwise it couldn't work that complex. <laughs> well, you, you definitely uh, anthropomorphized them Jumped there, the shark but, yeah. quick. But so the thing about aquaporins is that they let water molecules into the cell at like a really fast pace in comparison to right. reverse osmosis right. membranes. Because reverse osmosis is just using the size of the hole, right, yeah. and pressure. Whereas this guy, I mean, this is a lot more active. So what, what if we could put some aquaporins on this fucking tube. Right. And so actually, people have tried, basically, to take aquaporins, um, put them into a lipid membrane, kind of like a cell membrane. Yeah. And then see if you can use that to do reverse osmosis. Right. And the answer is, yes, you can. Yeah. But you can't really apply almost any pressure. Because the lipid membrane that we're talking about here does not stand up to pressure the same way that a plastic membrane does. Right. Sure. So then it was like, okay. What's better here? We're going to have a hard time taking these proteins that are in our cell membrane and shoving them into polymer membranes. So, like, how are we going to do this? But they figured out, basically, a lot of other things that are similar to aquaporins, but made a different way. So, for example, carbon nanotubes are kind of similarly straw-shaped little fuckers. 
you can shove those into the polymer membranes. Right. And try to have water channel through. Okay, interesting. Um, but then there are a few other things that they have been working on, other kinds of molecules, some things that are peptides and right. stuff like that. But all this shit has to scale. Yeah, yeah. And not just scale in the way that you make them, which is one challenge. Like physically just like making a bunch of carbon nanotubes. Right. But also scale in the way that you can put them into a membrane in a right. reliable, repeatable kind of way. Right. right? And Because right now, like in Israel and across the Middle East, they still do it the way the ancient Babylonians did. Sure. Is you'd have to one you'd time. have to nail in. Yeah. Meticulously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Artisanal membranes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I saw a business insider video about it. <laughs> It was like this multi-generational family, you know? Yeah, yeah. well, when we were in <laughs> they, Turkey... They actually put it in cow dung first. It's interesting. When we were in Turkey, you know, the, the rug business is very big there. So it's like all about like artisanal handmade rugs. And is it morbid like to know that everyone you met is dead? <laughs> well, I'm laughing about it. <laughs> uh, of course not true. You didn't go to that area at all, right? Uh, correct. Cappadocia is kind of more central Turkey, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. C- Cappadocia, I don't know if they would have even felt the earthquakes, and certainly not in Istanbul. Yeah. It's a tragedy what's going on over there. Let's get serious for a second, folks. Why'd you say in a not serious voice then? <laughs> oh, man, it's all dead the, people. We're not the kind of podcast <laughs> that can, like, reliably stay serious through a disaster like this. Um... <laughs> It is quite bad. You know what made it real to me is that a soccer player died. <laughs> I was well, like, oh no. We have to cut all of it. <laughs> no, no, no. Good no, 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 no. Well, let's just apologize and then we can keep all of it. I'm sorry. Why well, well, you gotta keep saying it? Not You're being the bad one right now. Uh, it, it, is, it is really quite tragic. You know, it's oh, really yeah, sad it's about it. I mean, I can't remember if we talked about it. I mean, I know you know this, though. It's really sad how, like, you'll have all the buildings collapse in one town, and then the next-door town, like, the mayor just, like, didn't, like, made contractors actually put in reinforced steel in the buildings, and, like, no buildings collapse. Yeah. And you're like, dude, that sucks. Like, that, oh, man. Yeah, I was reading an article about that. It's kind of interesting. There's sort of this mix of... Uh, you know, Turkey and that part of Syria, all of Turkey, but also that part of Syria, yeah, northern Syria is yeah. seismically very complex, right? Right, so, right. There's like one town nearby where the mayor's taking all the credit and the geologist is like, fuck this guy. It's just yeah. like on hard rock. Yeah, it's like that's on rock and that's on like fucking pebbles. <laughs> that's on sand, and like that shit, like, yeah. So <laughs> so there's, there's so many reasons why, but like a, broadly speaking, just the overall result right. is like a devastating loss of human life. Yeah, like right? 50,000 people or yeah, something now? Yeah, I and mean, so it's, it's wow. You know, just and that's in, only going to, I mean, I don't know about double, but, like, yeah, it's going to get worse. I think the UN was guesstimating that, like, 55K was going to be the final number. Wow, So, man. I mean, we'll see. There yeah. was uh, two brothers who uh, rationed out whey powder. Yeah. Yeah. Whey, dude. I got very excited about it. Whey powder, <laughs> yeah. dude. Um, you know, it's, it's crazy to think about with some of these natural disasters, because that's such a huge loss of life. Yeah. Um, didn't 100,000 people die in Galveston at the turn of the century? Like in Texas? From, from like that in like massive explosion or whatever? Uh-huh. Excuse me, not 2000. Uh-huh. In 1900, there's a hurricane that hit Galveston. Oh, I think it's like hurricane. the worst natural disaster in American history or something. It killed like, I think it killed like 100K people. Like it was like, it was like a disaster. Sure. Uh, and then that's why Texas, you know, is still the way it is. <laughs> that's, what, that's why Texas <laughs> never had a hurricane again. Is that what you're going to say? Yeah, where, where were you going with that? That, that? that natural disasters used to kill a lot of people too? <laughs> <laughs> no, 
it's just, it's just, it's just, it's just, it's, I don't know. It's just, I guess on some level it's, you know, in America, I think we kind of benefit from our industrialization happened 150 years ago. Right. And Mm -hmm. so uh, that hurricane happened in the same decade as uh, the great fire of San Francisco. And so I think like we kind of cleaned up our act pretty early because we had these urban centers that got devastated and we were like, ah, shit, I guess building codes do matter. Yeah, um, yeah, you know, sure, whereas sure. Turkey, I mean, what's really sad about Turkey is that they had a reform of uh, building codes kind of at the beginning of their Erdogan administration. Um, but like it wasn't implemented. Uh, sure. There's a lot of corruption in the system. Yeah. And so a lot of towns didn't matter at all. Yeah. Well, you know, I'll also say, though, that like a 7.9 is a pretty strong earthquake. How many people would die if it hit L.A.? I don't, that's something that I was yeah, kind of thought experimenting, sort of mulling over because while I do think that building codes are much better, yeah, and are kind of upheld more often right. in LA, um, you know, it's a bad sign when the iPad goes black. <laughs> We've not been talking about osmosis for a while, though. <laughs> um, but uh, 7.9 is still it's pretty big. It's still hundreds of times stronger than like an, any earthquake we've had recently. Don't you feel like they should adjust their measure? To just like even a little bit more encapsulate that, like make it out of a hundred instead of out of ten, because like the difference between a five and a seven is like quite big, right? Yeah, or like by like an exponential scale or like yeah, because yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, the the Richter scale is an, is a log based scale. They should stretch that out a little bit, right? <laughs> <laughs> to like make that more obvious, right? Because like I don't know, a seven point nine doesn't sound like it sounds big, but not that big to me. But like it's quite big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. So, like, a 9.9 oh. is, like, just, like, a fucking meteor hitting something? Like, what is it? <laughs> That's just the, the, the world please, opening wow. up and eating Santa yeah, Monica. Uh, fucking Cthulhu like. comes out. It's, <laughs> yeah. like, eats the Sony pictures. Yeah. yeah. Wow, well, I live so close to that. Wow, It'd that's be a cool now. thing to see. Oh. I'd probably be dead. No, you wouldn't. I'd be dead. You're the protagonist. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's main character syndrome is what that's called. All right. Uh, okay. Okay, dummy. Uh, okay. Yeah, I guess we're just moving on then, huh? Do we? Do we not? We talked about. I, I like think we're, we're done. About, yeah, yeah, yeah we are. We're we are talking right. about that. That's true. We left far enough behind that, like I don't exactly remember. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. So that's like a really sexy reverse osmosis based on the lessons of the human body. Yeah, right? and and the overall impact of that would be that you would be getting more pure water. For a given amount of pressure. Right. Okay. Which is part of the energy in equation. That's really uh, worth it. Yeah. So I think one kind of, you know, uh, if you have two methods, one kind of obvious place the mind goes is let's merge the two methods. Mm-hmm. And that's the next thing we're going to talk about. Yep. Membrane distillation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Membrane distillation is kind of like a mix of thermal distillation and reverse osmosis. Okay. And the idea is that you're going to heat up your water some to help you turn some of that water into water vapor. But you're going to basically put a membrane on top of it mm. that separates your salt water from any fresh water that you end up making from that steam. Okay? Okay. The reason why you do that is yeah. because this, that useful? this membrane has little holes in it. Technically, the holes are bigger than a reverse osmosis uh, All right. membrane, so it's like... But it's still hard for salt to get through. Yeah, yeah. yeah even yeah. if some salt gets through. So salt won't get through because okay. the membrane is hydrophobic, and so the water... Oh in liquid form uh, cannot pass through the membrane. That's interesting. All right. So the only way that water can pass through is if that water breaks free of any bonds around it and becomes a gas, basically. So why is this actually any better than anything else we talked about? Is, is it because by virtue of having your water vapor already potable, 
like you don't have to worry about the next step of condensing it or something. I mean, like I, I don't, I don't understand. Yeah. That. So the main way that this that there's a couple of ways I would say that it's beneficial. One is that you can do it at a lower temperature than you typically need to for the thermal stuff. Okay. And the reason for that is for thermal, you're kind of looking at like overall this big batch of water, and you're trying to get a lot of that water as gas form. Mm -hmm. And so you kind of like bulk need to heat up that water, like pretty warm. Yeah. The membrane distillation form, you just need to give it enough energy so that statistically some of the water turns into a gas near the membrane. Yeah. And then just hops through the hole to the other side. Mm. And that's like a much smaller hop than you need than for something to become like, oh, I'm full-blown fucking steam. Right. And I'm just like rising up. So you're, you're not really heating it up so that there's steam. Right. You're just making like slightly warm water. Okay. You know what I mean? Like okay. lukewarm water with this hydrophobic membrane. All right. On top okay. Of it. And so you can do this with way lower energy costs. And you can also apply a little bit of a, of a lower pressure on the other side of the membrane. And that'll help pull even more water at right. an even lower temperature. But you don't need as strong a pump as when you're doing reverse osmosis. Sure. So but when we use the membranes of reverse osmosis, we get the good things, but also the bad things. What do you mean? Well, like they clog. Oh, yeah, 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 sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just it, nice that I teach you something. It, it has the same <laughs> downside as reverse osmosis in the sense that the membranes can clog. Right. Them being hydrophobic and the pores being a little bit bigger makes it so that maybe they don't clog quite as much as the reverse osmosis ones do, but they can technically clog, and if they do clog, then they won't work very well. But they are nice in that they really don't require that much energy input. Yeah. Like, uh, pretty simple solar devices will heat up the water enough to do membrane distillation. Geothermal heat would be enough to heat up the water for this kind of membrane distillation. And because of that, it's not very complicated. You can stick it in a lot of different places. You can have a kind of small-ish membrane distiller in all kinds of remote locations. You don't really need like a huge infrastructure. It doesn't need to be nearby a power plant. It doesn't even need to be hooked up to the grid to be able to have enough power to do this kind of distillation. And so that's nice. The, the only thing is you'd need to be able to replace the membrane from time to time as it gets clogged up. Mm. Um, and so there's a lot of like pilot plants and things like that that are getting made to be able to do them. But there's also like smaller scale ones that are more thought to be like, oh, this is going to be like a municipal for like a small town somewhere right. in like a rural area. Okay, that's cool. To be able to generate water so pretty consistently. Okay. So, you know, we've been talking about all sorts of things that kind of utilize the elements of reverse osmosis. Another natural place the mind goes to, what happened to... To forward osmosis. <laughs> yeah. What about reverse reverse osmosis, yeah. aka forward osmosis? Okay, so reverse osmosis is the opposite of what water would prefer to do. Right. Which is to say, if you set up a membrane that only water is able to go through, right, and on one side you had very salty water, and on the other side you had pure water, the pure water would flow to the side with salty water. Interesting. Because it's trying to reduce... What's the solute concentration? Right. The, the concentration of the shit that's dissolved in the water. Okay, and that's hence the, the term reverse in yeah. osmosis. So reverse osmosis, we're trying to make it go the opposite of the way water actually wants to go. Okay, but what if we worked with water? Yeah, so the idea here would be, you know, in that description of osmosis, I use the word solute. That's something dissolved in water, but it does not need to be salt, mm. right? Salt water, the main solute is salt, like sodium chloride, other kinds of ions. It doesn't have to be. Sugar water 
has a lot of sugar dissolved in it. Right. Sugar is the solute in that case. Right. And sugar water is something that's potable and we like. We do like, yes. Yeah. Um, this is how you make Coca-Cola. There's actually, well, I'll, I'll get into this in a second. But basically what you could do, theoretically, right. is if you took is some- Is this only theoretically? Or is this something that people are developing? This is something people are developing. Okay, okay. Uh, but but, yeah, let's but go back to it. My, my conceptual, like, uh, the idea that I'm yeah, trying to concept, draw people to yeah. is, let's say you had some somewhat salty water, and then yeah. on the other side you had a very sugary water. Yeah. Such that there's more sugar dissolved in that water- then there is salt dissolved in the other water. The water will want to cross the membrane yeah. to the sugar part. And so you will naturally basically create a brinier solution on one side, and you'll naturally create more and more water on the sugary side. We are stuck with the sugar water, though. Yeah, so then you need to do something, right? If, right. if your end goal is to get plain distilled water and not sugar water, right. you need to do something to get rid of the sugar part. Right? How many parts per million can sugar be in water before it kills you? Like, uh, it much higher than salt, right? Um, it wouldn't kill you, it just wouldn't hydrate you. Like, for, uh, yeah, for example... Yeah, but, but, but I, I, I'm being facetious about kill. How about hydrate, though? Yeah, that's a good question. Yeah, how about Coke? Does Coke hydrate you? Yeah, I think actually Coke does hydrate you. So this is how we should build Coke plants. Well, actually, so, so uh, one thing I was going to say yeah. is that there actually is a sort of test product thing that is basically a concentrated sugar area oh. that you apply salt water to one side of the membrane. Right. It pulls water into the sugar side and makes a sugar kind of glucose drink. Oh. With the idea of like in a survival situation, you probably also need energy. So it's like, okay, you have this shitty water you can't drink. It's going to get pulled across the membrane into sugar. And then you drink that as both food and hydration. That's cool. And it doesn't hydrate you as much, but it's still hydrating you more than zero water. Yeah, look, there's a civil war in Yemen. You know, beggars can't be choosers. I'll take the sugar water. So that's a pretty interesting idea. That's obviously not the kind of plant we want to build, right? Like, if we're trying to make, like, a lot of water, that's not going to work out that way. It'd be kind of funny Willy Wonka conceit, though, huh? <laughs> yeah. Willy Wonka's magic water! <laughs> but so so that's, that's a cool idea, right? But uh, sugar is probably not the best solute. And a solute. little kid gets stuck in the membrane. Die, brat! Um, sugar's probably not the best solute for a plant-based solution, right? right? For like a lot of water. But maybe there's other shit. Right. And so one example is ammonia carbon dioxide. Okay. okay. Ammonia and carbon All dioxide. delicious things. Uh, you can get carbon dioxide dissolved in water. Okay, that's kind of the way that carbonation works and everything, right? And at certain temperatures, it's easier to do. So you can shove ammonia and carbon dioxide into a solution. Right. And that will pull water out of salt water. And then do we still need to get rid of the ammonia and carbon dioxide? You do, but, but ammonia and carbon dioxide turn into a gas very easily. Right. So all you have Kind to do of a problem right now. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not. I'm not saying that to discount this idea. Well, just, but so, so yeah. So, so basically, all you need to do is heat it up some. Yeah. All of that ammonia and carbon dioxide would basically boil out of the water right. at a much lower temperature than actually. I was about to water say. Boiling. So, still using a lot less energy. Yeah. Yeah. And then they would boil out of the water, and then that gas. You don't need to just like let it go into the atmosphere. You capture that gas and you recycle it back into the system. Oh, yeah, that's cool. It'll be the same solute over and over again. All right. right. And. When you do that, that, that's a pretty good way of being able to get pure or pretty pure water through this forward osmosis process. I imagine this whole time the audience has been thinking what I've been thinking. Magnets. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. That's so good because it totally works. Yeah. So there is also an idea of using magnets, yeah. okay, which would be fun. Um, the idea there would be you're using little magnetic nanoparticles and you put some kind of hygroscopic material on the surface, something that really loves to attract water. Right. Um, that could be something like starch. Starch loves to attract water. Interesting. But it doesn't have to be. It could be a polymer like polyethylene glycol or something like that. And you just have these nanoparticles floating around in water. You would pull the water from the seawater across the membrane. Mm. And then you just use a big fucking magnet. All of those nanoparticles stick to the magnet, and then boom, the water that's flowing through is just fresh water. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that's, that's a, where my money's going. Yeah? I like that idea. So there's some pilot sort of research work going into that also. Okay, cool. All right, let's take a break. Yeah. There's been a lot of ideas so far. Saying a lot of words. Because, like, I think, uh, you know, magnet's a nice place to stop because we're going to get weirder and weirder. Yep. All right. We're going to use the powers of magnetism. Oh, shit. After the break, we're going to use the powers of electricity. We're going to do electro. Woo! Electro. We're going to fucking fry this salt water, baby. All right, let's do that break. The following is an actual advertisement. That's it, Watson. We're not part of this family anymore. We're leaving this place, and we're going to the moon. But it's so far and dangerous. Do we really have to go? We must! We're going to meet the rabbits on the moon! It is commonly known in all of Korea that upon the moon are a pair of rabbits who make rice cakes for the Harvest Moon celebration. Minji, a young girl upset with her family, resolves to leave Earth with her pet dog Watson to join the bunnies amidst the stars. A whimsical riff on Korean folklore and the gentle journey of a young girl through her own feelings across the galaxy to the moon is a beautifully illustrated and warmly told story by Natalie Song Allen. Across the Galaxy to the Moon is a precious addition to any children's bookshelf. Available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and anywhere else books are sold online. Okay guys, I feel like this whole time we've been kind of throwing out the word charge a lot. Yeah. And the word ion. Yeah. All right, well that makes me think like electricity, you yeah, know, electrons. You're right. Um, can we use electricity to somehow fing-dang-dangle some fresh water out of here? Yeah, so salt and salt water has a charge. Like the little sodium guys have a positive charge. The little chloride guys have a negative charge. And there are a bunch of other ions in that's there, too. That's why they kiss so much. Yeah. Yeah. That's why they kiss. There we go. Opposites attract. Yeah. And if do you, you think similars ever attract? Like, sure. do you think couples that are too similar work out? Yeah. Like... I think human beings are actually complicated. So I, I think that they don't work quite the same as <laughs> human ions. Human beings are like, <laughs> <laughs> That's the reason why so many chemists have bad relationships. I think when, they, when uh, two people are like, I think when two people are like way too much the opposites, it's like, ah, uh, we're just exhausted. Right, like, like occasionally, new things occasionally you meet someone who's like uh, a Christian, the other guy's like a Satanist crack addict, and they don't work out. Why is and the Satanist like, the crack out? <laughs> Sometimes you okay. What well, is happening? Wow, how politically correct. Sometimes you have a Satanist and a Christian crack out. Yeah, <laughs> that makes a lot more sense to me. Well, because the Christians already high on Jesus, Sean. <laughs> Take the wheel. You're telling me that I can't be high on Satan. <laughs> Satan, Satan. No, the Church of Satan is actually a parody. I, I know. I'm just kidding. Anyway, wow, this is all of it was bad. I'm sorry. The ions <laughs> they got charged, okay? Yeah, yeah. And so we can apply an electric field, and when you do that, the positive charged ions will move towards the negative pole. Right. 
and then the negative charged ones will move towards the positive pole. And so in that sense, you can kind of get them to separate from each other. And then what do you have in the middle? You have just fresh water, right? Because all of the ions moved one way or the other. That's kind of the idea here, is you basically take some membranes, and these membranes allow certain charges of ions to move across. So like you'll have a membrane where it's like, okay, positive ions can move across this, but then negative ones can't move the other direction. You take pairs of those membranes, you apply the electric field, everybody moves across those membranes, but then can't really come back. And in the middle, then you'll have this pure water, okay? And like, that's not a super new technology. We've been applying electric fields to all kinds of shit. Uh, and these kinds of membranes have existed for decades. The thing is that these membranes are typically more expensive than the membranes used in reverse osmosis. And to create this electric field, you need more electrical power the saltier the water is. Okay. There's more stuff to move, so you need to generate a lot more electrical power to pull these guys across the membrane. Yeah, okay, well then fuck this whole thing, right? Because, I mean, the whole point is we're trying to use like less power. So I guess in retrospect, what are we thinking? <laughs> Just charging some water. Yeah, so there's a few different yeah, but potential it, ways oh, that the cost okay. points can come down. All right. One of them is about innovation of... What if you, like, put really long poles and then lightning... <laughs> lightning <laughs> so like you like you went to like Dallas <laughs> where there's yeah. lots of lightning or that Cristo uh, Retendor uh, yeah 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 what if you just put the giant Christ statue in Brazil around a desalination plant yeah, yeah. and then every time he gets zapped on the fucking dome yeah. then like that desalinates some water that'd be cool God will not leave Jesus alone <laughs> he's so mad um so another way that you can use charge to separate out these ions is a similar kind of idea in that you're still applying electric field, they're still moving to two ends, but you have these rods in the water. That's cool. And, and then lightning hits them. <laughs> and those rods are very porous. Right. And so when the ions come over, they actually get like kind of sucked into the pores on oh. those rods and then kind of get stuck in there. That's cool. And then you can kind of just remove those rods from the water. Yeah. And then you can put them into a tank of brine and then just reverse the electric field. All right. When you do that, all of those ions will come out of the rods. And then boom, you just dump them into brine. You can make more and more concentrated brine. That's great. And more <laughs> and more fresh right. water. Okay, that's cool. Still energy inefficient right now though? Yeah, or? kind yeah. of energy inefficient, but also a big problem with that one is you want those electrodes to be like as porous as possible. Right. Because you want to really soak up as many ions as you can each round that you do it. They're working on that. And there's been a lot of innovation on that side, making super porous electrodes very cool. <laughs> Ian is trying to kill all of us right now. <laughs> yeah, this, dude is, this dude is doing it. Um, and so, yeah, there's a lot of research going in that direction. Okay. And then yeah. lastly, let's grab bag, right? Yeah, so there's some other ideas out there. There's, for example, something called uh, freezing desalination, which is basically that when you make salt water cold enough to form ice, those ice crystals, because water is like locked into crystal form, yeah. usually it salt pushes out atoms salt. just like can't be in there. Right. Yeah. Isn't that like, I mean, because salt water has a lower freezing point than... You have to make like, it cold, cold. I was about to say, I mean, isn't that also energy inefficient then? Yes. Yes, it is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. So I, but, I, but keep going, keep going. Let's not besmirch the idea. Yeah, yeah. so th this is a, just like broadly, this is how that idea would work, is that you do cool down the salt water cold enough so you start forming ice crystals. They usually form on the surface because they tend to float because they're less dense. Uh, and then you can take those ice crystals, 
You can give them a quick wash because usually, even though there's not salt inside of them, there's it's usually like, salt on the surface. Yeah, that makes sense. You gotta get pushed out to somewhere. So like all of that makes it kind of sound like this idea is intrinsically not as efficient as some of these right. other ideas. But, you know. It's a, it's a kind of new idea. Why not? Let's yeah. give it a go. Let's give it a chance. Let's yeah. give it a chance. These people Maybe are it's a good it. idea like in Norway. Yeah. You know, they're, they're cold. Fucking cold. Yeah, there's some cold bitches. It's Alaska. And I think ultimately a lot of future directions in this space are about combining different techniques of desalination and different methods of getting energy required to do the desalination. Right. On some level, if we figure out fusion, it's like whole episode, like whatever, let's just do any of it, right? Yeah, let's do all like of it, Jack. Power. It's going to be fun. Yeah. I mean, I think it'll boil down to trying to figure out the best methods to reduce the waste side of the equation. Right. right? And for that, there's a lot of really interesting, like, zero liquid discharge technologies where after you do something like reverse osmosis, you take the brine from reverse osmosis and you just put it into, like, an evaporation field. And you just, like, let the water evaporate off the, the salt crystals. And then you can harvest up those salt crystals. You can put them on your stick or whatever the fuck and get uh, get copper poisoning or something. But, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you can figure it out, right, from there. So I think there's a lot of interesting places that we're trying to go with this technology. But it is already out there, yeah. right? And a lot of these papers on desalination technologies are actually pilot studies that will, like, work at a plant in, say, like, Saudi Arabia. Right. And they'll actually just be, like, installing a new module onto a plant that's already working, right. right? This is, like, one of those things where, like, we can all, we all kind of feel like Saudi Arabia is a problematic regime. Maybe, yeah. maybe you know, quotations around problematic, right? Okay. Um, this is when it's good. <laughs> Great. To have, <laughs> you know, it's kind of like a little laboratory for desalination. That's right? Cool. Just good. like, you, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. I mean, I'm not totally wrong there. No. Like, you basically... You're basically implying that's a good thing without being willing to say it, right? Well, I mean, really, we should all th thank you, Saudi Arabia. It, it being in Saudi Arabia <laughs> had almost nothing to do with my point. <laughs> right, but, but, but really, this, this innovation can only really happen in a place like Saudi Arabia, where basically, like, you have a regime that's like a, an enlightened monarchy, if you will. <laughs> that's no, like, <laughs> that's not what I was saying. Some of these tests happen in, like, San Diego and stuff like that. What I was Sean, saying is your that values agree with them. Just say it out loud. Desalination is a... <laughs> Pretty mature technology, right? And there are plants that exist today that are working at scale, right? This is not a new technology, like a lot of things we talk about. This is more like David Bowie in the '80s. Yeah. You have this artist, and we got it. We wanted to reinvent, yeah, make a new sound, yeah. Ooh, ah. And I, I think, I think, uh, like you mentioned, fusion power earlier. I think fusion power is a good counterexample, which is that there is no full scale fusion power plant creating energy that people are using. Right. Place. Right. That we've been told about. <laughs> <laughs> but desalination works. Like it, right. on a fundamental level, it works and exists. Right. Nations. Yeah. Drink the water from desalination. The question just is like, can I mean, we will make it more efficient, but how much can we scale it? How efficient can we make it? Can we put a lot more of the world on it? Because yeah. we're like really fucking up everything right now and we're not going to have enough. We already don't have enough water. Yeah. We need more of it. 
Yeah. Leave the Mississippi alone. And and just as a reminder, because technically we said this last episode, so we might as well mention it in this episode. Yeah. We still think all of the policy changes and societal changes that should happen to make Santa Monica better <laughs> should happen. <laughs> like I'm not saying like, oh well, once we figure out desalinization, then we can all just like waste as much water as we want and if grow alfalfa everywhere. All the blood of all the people in Santa Monica, you could feed Yemen for a year. I don't think it'd be a year, dude. <laughs> I think uh, Santa Monica's smaller than you think. They're very skinny people. Yeah, they don't got that much blood. I'm just kidding, guys. I love Santa Monica. Do you? Oh, my God. Wow. The per- <laughs> the, like, all the streets. <laughs> and, like, the parking. Oh, man. <laughs> I love all the places to go. <laughs> That's great. Santa Monica. That's great. I love the English pubs. Yeah, it it is a whole city of people. (laughs) That's okay. That's okay. All right. So uh, let's say thank you to Stacey Song, our sound lord pensioner. Mm -hmm. Thank you to Nixon Uh for building a freeway that went to Santa Monica. Oh, still still on Santa Monica. Is that that Nixon? I'm trying to remember. It's in the movie L.A. Confidential. Right, because I don't know if you remember this, but do you remember that like one of the little scandals that helped construct the movie's plot is uh, the Ten Freeway being built to Santa Monica. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Well, thank yeah, you, Stacy. Yeah, familiar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Nick, Nixon, Nixon got the EPA out there, right? Well, he did. Although, also, I, I'm trying to remember if Nixon had a role when he was like a governor and stuff. Wasn't Nixon a governor of California at one point? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is funny how important California is to the history of Republican politics. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like kind of more, actually, right? I mean, that's what's funny is like, I mean, I think California is a democratic state is important in modern times in as much as by virtue of being a large state, we kind of force policy changes for corporations. Yep. Uh, But in the historical past, politically, California has yielded or wielded a lot more influence as a Republican state. We've always been at the forefront of conservatism. Yeah. I mean, even now, because you look at Devin Nunez, and this is not a compliment, (laughs) you know, this guy really typifies a certain era of Republicanism. As a state, California has done more to destroy the Union than almost any other state. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) and and there was a civil war. (laughs) (laughs) And we were on the right side of that one. (laughs) Uh, Okay. (laughs) Virginia, California? We need to escape. We need to escape. (laughs) Yeah, we're in like a death spiral right now. All right, this is terrible. All right, everyone. Yeah, we got an email address. It's petridishpod at gmail.com. At Dish Podcast is our Twitter handle, but who gives a shit about Twitter anymore? Uh, And yeah. Is it Mastodon? Is that the other one? Mastodon? Mastodon is is a Twitter-ish kind of thing. Yeah. That's like not truth social. Oh, <laughs> so that's Well, good. let's not worry about it. All right, everyone. You're all very beautiful. And we'll see you next time. Mm-hmm. Bye. Bye.